Welcome to Balance Work and Life Virtual Summit, brought to you today by the Public Speakers Association. I'm so excited to introduce to you the incredible Mr. Fox Spire. Fox, would you take it from here? <laughs> Thank you so much, Tanya, again, for this opportunity to, to share something that I would hope would be helpful uh, for a listener now or at, at some point down the road. So today, balance work and life. And I've come across a couple of things over the, uh, the past month or so that I think are very relevant and appropriate um, um, to this particular virtual summit. So I am a, a, a school teacher. And every morning for 10 months out of the year, a weekday morning, I get in my car between 7.30 and 8 a.m. And I begin to drive in, into work. And something I found in the past couple of years that have been really effective have kept me going and, and really helped me continue my education are, are podcasts. And what they've allowed me to do, other than continue my education, is just find other times during the day to listen to them. In other words, if I know that I can listen to a podcast on my way to work and, and back from work. I found other times to listen to them when I'm having breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And nowadays, I'm, I'm less likely to ice cream and Netflix the night away, and I'm more likely to listen to a podcast. I, I dabble in, 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 in songwriting. And last year, about in the month of May, I was getting a song e evaluated. And uh, my songwriting coach suggested at the end of our session that I listened to a podcast called The Climb, C-L-I-M-B. It's an acronym which stands for Creating Leverage in the Music Business. And The Climb has two hosts. One is Johnny Dwinell. Johnny is a former uh, rocker from the 80s. He's from the, the state of Wisconsin. And he was in a, an 80s hair band which traveled all around the world and was managed by the Allman Brothers. Um, nowadays, Johnny is a very astute businessman and very much so when it comes to the music realm. He's, he, he's brilliant. The other host is a man named Brent Baxter. He's from Batesville, uh, Arkansas, and he is an award-winning hit songwriter. And what they, what they do is their podcast comes out every Tuesday and they, they switch off. One Tuesday will be about the music business and the next week it'll be about the craft and the, and the profession of songwriting hosted, hosted by Brent. And I wanted to, to share a little bit of Brent's story, the songwriter story, it's because it's really connected to this this idea of balance, work, and life. So again, Brent is uh, now a, a songwriter, and he grew up in Batesville, Arkansas. And he went to the University of Central Arkansas, all along with desire uh, to write songs and be in the music business. But he graduated from the University of Central Arkansas in the early 2000s and got a master's degree in business administration. 
He took a job at Altel answering phones in a cubicle. Okay. This is not what he wanted to do with his life, but working at Altel, as he's told this story many times on his, on his podcast, working at Altel allowed him to, a platform to learn and grow in his songwriting craft. So as he said a number of times, here are the things that working at Alto allowed him to do. It put lights on at his home, in his living room, in his bedroom, in the dining room, where he could write songs. Alto also allowed him the ability to go out at night to coffee shops and writer's nights and open mics and be with people who had similar interests as, as he did and learn from them and connect with them and sometimes co-write with them. Working at Altel, answering phones all day in a cubicle um, allowed him to take vacations to Nashville, to the mecca of the country music industry. It was a five-hour drive from where he was living in Arkansas. He would get there, get in the center of the music business, the country music business, and make connections and make contacts, contacts and begin to understand what it would take to be a full-time songwriter. What was that life like? Altel, working at Altel allowed him to do that. And working at Altel also allowed him to quit his job at Altel, move to Nashville, around 2002, rent a small apartment from a family member. And there in Nashville, he worked day jobs at Starbucks. He worked day jobs at Cracker Barrel. He worked a day job at Blue Water Music. And he worked a, a day job at a shipping company. All the while learning and growing in the music business. And, and one of the most poignant things that he said um, on the podcast and other uh, times that I've, I've heard him speak, you know, working at Alltown and working in Nashville at, at these day jobs allowed him to work in his songwriting craft, fail at it with a very little consequence and try again. And I'll say that again, working at Alltown and doing all of these day jobs in, in Nashville allowed him to work at his songwriting craft, fail at it with very little consequence, and try again. In 2004, 2005, Brent got his first cut with, with George Strait. He co-wrote a song called Monday Morning Church. He hasn't looked back. There have been, as he said, a number of times many ups and downs on his songwriting journey, but he hasn't looked back. He is a full-time um, songwriter, songwriting coach. He is a married man and a, a husband and a father of five. Say it again, married man, husband, and a father of five uh, living in Nashville as a hit songwriter with cuts from uh, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, George Strait, Gord Banford, and more. Another story along those lines is one that I've, I've told, and I'll paraphrase it. It's, it's that of Rad Martinez. And if you recall a handful of summits, summits back, I, I talked about him a little bit. He's a, a 
now an MMA fighter um, from from Utah. Growing up, he was a great wrestler. He went off to college around his freshman year of college as a wrestler there, a student athlete there. His dad suffered a terrible car accident, and which left him needing full-time, all-day care. Initially, Rad's grandmother was the one who, who cared for his father full-time. But she became ill and unfortunately ended up passing away. And Rad took over the full-day duties of taking care of his father. But still, within all of that, he found time to pursue, pursue his dream. He trained, and current day, he is a professional MMA fighter. You can see him in the octagon doing his thing. So here's what I'm, what I'm saying is that if Brent Baxter can do it and Rad Martin, Martinez can do it, you can do it. You can use your job as a platform that will support you to help you learn and grow and eventually do the things that you want to do in life. I said, again, I'm, I'm a school teacher and I came across some, some reading in the past couple of weeks that's very relevant and appropriate for this virtual summit. So we end the school year here in New Jersey toward the end of June, as I was telling Tanya before I came on. Second to last or last week of June is usually when, when we end. And toward the, the, the last day of school, my supervisor set out a list of books and assignments that the students had in, in our school for summer reading. And he suggested that maybe we take a look and read these articles and these books so we have a little bit more of common ground with the students when we come back in September. And I was thumbing through his emails and I came across a, a title that was very intriguing. And it read, Chop Wood and Carry Water. And I don't want to spill, uh, spill the beans on, on this book, but I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit. It's about a, a kid named Jordan who goes off and, and trains to become a samurai archer. And the whole premise of his journey is, is this. Success is not sexy. It is dirty, hard work. And Jordan went through many ups and downs in his journey to become a, a samurai archer. And a very low point in the journey, it's after lunch one day and on the grounds, of, uh, on his training grounds, he sits uh, at a tree under the branches and has lunch. His sensei comes over, sees that he's down and says, hey, Jordan, listen, I know that you're down, but without shooting an arrow at all. What I want you to do is to write down the characteristics of people that you admire. So he writes them now, and they included, but were not limited to the following. Love, courage, perseverance, gratefulness, and joyfulness. So thinking about this, why not use your job during the day as a time where you practice these things? 
We've all heard these stories. I've told these stories before. If we go back, courage. If these people can do it, you can do it too. Let's start with love. As a school teacher, I have posters in my room that have poignant um, adages written in Spanish. And, and there's one that I put at the very front of the room, and it reads in Spanish this La única manera de tener amigos es ser uno. The only way to have friends is to be one. You've heard me talk about him before, Nick Vujicic. The no arms, no legs, no worries guy from New Zealand, a brilliant international motivational speaker. He said in a number of his presentations, if you want to have love in your life, be love. Why not practice courage? These people did. You've heard them before. Terry Fox, who contracted cancer as an 18-year-old kid, he goes off to get treatment, has a leg amputated. But when he's going through all of this, his treatment, he's, he's with kids that at the time are in way worse situations than he is. And this, going through all of this, gives him the courage to run 3,339 miles across Canada on one prosthetic leg. Amazing. There's Dewey Bozella. Again, he's a man who was jailed for 32 years for a crime he didn't commit. But he used prison as a platform to study, obtain a college degree, meet and marry the love of his life, train to become a professional boxer, and he wrote thousands of letters proclaiming his innocence. But wouldn't you know it, in 2009, Dewey Bozella, through all of his courage, was acquitted of all charges and freed. And at the age of 51, he fought his first professional boxing fight. There's DJ Gregory. Look at the courage that he practiced. He's a man with CP who, who wrapped seven and eight bandages around his overlapping toes only to walk every hole of the PGA Tour for an entire season. That's a distance of over 900 miles. There's a courageous story of Jim McLaren, who, after college, was in New York City and on his motorcycle, as he said, an evening filled with endless possibilities, only to be hit by a New York City bus. He was marked dead on arrival, but they had it wrong. Uh, ultimately, Jim said all that really happened was he lost one of his legs below, below his knee, and Jim went on to become the fastest one-legged distance athlete on the planet. There's Emmanuel Uboa from the country of Ghana, who in Ghana, when he was born, a disabled child was considered a curse. So his mother was advised to kill him. She did not. He knew he had a lot to give to the world. So he spread the message of equality across Ghana by pedaling over 600 miles on a bike on one leg through the most unforgiving obstacle of all thousands of years of prejudice. There's persistence you can practice during the day. Brent Baxter's story 
is certainly a story of persistence and perseverance, meaning he tried, he failed, he tried again. Will Burton's is certainly a story of perseverance and persistence. He, again, is a young man from Fairdale, Kentucky, with cerebral palsy, who was non-ambulatory, who wrestled for his high school team. And he wrestled over a thousand matches before he won, I shouldn't say a thousand, a hundred matches before he won his first high school match. You've heard me speak of Kip Balknight on these virtual summits. He's a lifelong friend of mine, a brother who, in his first fall as a pitcher at the University of South Carolina, um, did not fare well. But that didn't stop him from pursuing his dream. Although he didn't pitch well, he knew he had it in him. He went on to become the Golden Spikes winner in 2000, the year 2000, posting a record of 17 wins and one loss. There's my good friend Chris Spigner, a teammate of Kipps and mine at the University of South Carolina, who in 2010 found himself dangerously overweight, met somebody, and made a change in his life, and now owns and runs the Seven Mile Corrective, a CrossFit gym in the Cayman Islands. Why not practice gratefulness at, during the your work day. I always think, look what, the ha- look what others don't have. Use perspective as a weapon. If you find yourself not wanting to go to work, why not think of the 6.2 million people living in the U.S. right now who are unemployed? If you find yourself in a rough spot in a relationship, think about the 14.2 million people living in the U.S. right now as widows or widowers. And if you find yourself bickering with your adolescent child, think for five seconds of one person you would do anything to bring back. And finally, maybe it's resourcefulness that you want to practice during the workday. Like my dad has told me many times, Fox, if you want to be rich, simply want less. So. We don't have much control over what happens to us in life, but we do have the ability to make a choice. So I'll ask you, what choice are you going to make? Are you going to be a Sunday afternoon grouch? Okay. Are you going to die every Monday morning at 9 a.m.? Or are you going to use your job as a platform to do this, to learn and grow in the things you eventually want to do? Or do you want to use your job as a platform to practice the traits of people that you admire and that give you fulfillment in life? Again, my name is Fox Byer. I'm a teacher, speaker, and author, and a coach. And I have an offer for you all today. If you like what you heard, please, let's get connected. My website is foxbuyer.com. That's F-O-X-B-E-Y-E-R.com. Message me off of my website, and I would be happy, thrilled, to send you a free copy of my book of motivational poetry called Letter Kindling, Igniting, Inspiring, and Evoking the Fire Within. Additionally, 
I have a podcast called What's Your Inspiration? And I'm on Podbean and YouTube and iTunes as Foxfire, F-O-X-B-E-Y-E-R. And you can find the, uh, the podcast on, on those outlets. And the premise, the idea of the podcast is, when I interview my guest, is who, what are the people, places, and things that put you on a path to where you are today? In other words, what is your inspiration? And if you feel like you have a story that you, you feel is, is, is worth sharing and you want to spread around, I would love to, to connect with you and have you on my What's Your Inspiration podcast. Again, I'm Fox Buyer, and I'm on social media uh, just as that, F-O-X-B-E-Y-E-R. That's on Facebook, my website, on YouTube, on Instagram, and on Twitter, and on LinkedIn, all as Fox Buyer. Again, you have the option to be a Sunday afternoon grouch, diet at 9 a.m. every Monday morning. You have the option to make your life a soap opera, but why not turn it into a success story? Use your current job as a platform to do the things that you want to do in life, achieving fulfillment. Thank you so much for your time. Take good care. And Tanya, it's back to you.